Good evening. This is Matt with Box of Cameras. Happy Easter Sunday to you. I'm sitting out in my backyard. Had a full day. Had the parents over. My mom, my wife's mother, father, his wife, a sister. And we had a nice uh, Easter dinner got caught up with everyone I'm kind of tired and worn out which is good so uh, just wanted to hop in here say hello thanks to everybody for listening for sharing for reaching out to me uh, really enjoying it um, just wanted to say thank you and hope you all have a happy Easter as well okay the uh, let's let's move on here come on Matt I got things to talk about <laughs> I do have a couple of things I want to talk about, hence, let's have a podcast. Um, I'm sitting outside here, so if the wind gets a little brisk or you hear a, you hear a uh, wind chime or something like that, that's what's going on. Uh, getting kind of dark and cloudy. I can't really tell if it's going to rain. I think it looks like it's probably moving away from us. Sitting out here, the sun is currently shining. And I'm looking at uh, some people in the park uh, flying some kites. There's people riding a bike, playing disc golf, just having a good old nice into their nice into their weekend. So let's talk about failure, photographic failure. You know, seriously, I can't help you with uh, you know your marriage or your your weight loss or any of those other things, but I, I want to talk about photographic failure. When you sit here and you have an idea, an intent, something you're trying to accomplish, and for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. It's it's a fail. Now, you know, I've heard people talk about things like happy accidents, you know, and I think that's part of film photography in general. You know, when you sit here and you, uh, you, putting a combination of things together that maybe you're not 100% familiar with or, or whatever, and you get, um, you know, what they call a happy accident, something that actually it was accomplished, it looks great, you're happy with it, but it happened by accident. You know, maybe you had an exposure value wrong, you set your ISO wrong, didn't quite do what you intended to do. Yeah, those are Those are good, happy accidents. You know, but not every every situation or circumstance when you do something like that can be considered a happy accident. So, to me, that's just a photographic failure. Now, I'm going to hop in here and put some dad advice on the table. At least this is the stuff my old man used to tell me, and it was always something along the lines of, if you learn from your mistakes, then you can't write it off as a complete failure. You can't write it off as a big mistake. As long as you learned a lesson, you learned something from it. So what I'm going to talk about today is a recent photographic failure that I had and what I learned from it. So I guess I could completely call it a failure, but certainly not a success. Um, I had a couple of them, actually. The first one I'll talk about is the recent role I developed with the uh, pinhole, the Holga WPC wide pinhole camera 120 and you know this is a failure because I did not read 
the instructions or do any follow-up. So, you know, this one of the main advantages of this camera is that it's wide. You know, you're using a wide format. Essentially, it's it's six by twelve. I think is how I've got it set up right now, which means um, if you think of your normal square six by six photograph, you know, square photograph, well, to put two of those side by side, and essentially that six by twelve, very wide format. And uh, you know, hey, that's cool. That's that's why I got the camera. That's what I wanted to get out of it. You know, and it, 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 it works great if you follow the most important thing, and that is when you wind the film, you shoot only the odd numbers. It says so, says so right in the instructions. Roll and shoot on the odd number frames. Of course, I didn't do that. I shot on every single frame because, you know, hey, if there's a red window on the back of the camera, I roll till the next number comes up. That's what you do, right? Well, wrong. So I shot my roll, rolling, you know, shooting on image one, image two, image three, image four, all the way through image 12, which meant that every single exposure was at least double exposed and portions of it were triple exposed. So failure. Now in looking through the roll of the, I just ended up cutting it into six images and scanning it and taking what I had yeah, there's some things that are interesting, multiple exposures, they're unintended, they're accidents, none of them were intended, and none of them are really all that compelling. I'm not going to go so far as to, see, to say that any of them are happy accidents. They're complete and total failures, other than the fact that I learned a lesson. So I'll take that out of it. Um, that's, that's, you know, just the, the lesson learned is, Read up on, on the gear that you're using, on the film that you're using, on the, the lenses, whatever, the, the quirks, the, the instructions. Know how to use your gear. Know how to use your equipment. I mean, that's going to make things so much better and easier for you and make you not have to worry about how to use a camera, but how to capture the image that you want to capture. So there's that failure. I'm happy to admit to it, and I'm also happy to say that I'm just about done with my second roll through that camera and I have properly advanced the film on every single one. We'll see what happens on this one. So, moving on. Let's talk about my next failure. And that's more of a failure of execution, failure to visualize what I wanted to capture uh, failure to follow through on what I thought I'd visualized, even though it wasn't really thought through well. And that was my most recent work on the Frugal Film Project, the uh, year-long uh, film photography project that I'm involved with. Uh, I've talked about on a couple other podcasts. Uh, just, uh, you know, look up Frugal Film Project, uh, Roll Route 1 Photography, uh, Sherry has uh, the, the photographs captured there. She's storing them for everybody and they get rolled out every few days. A lot of great work out there with the exception of my most recent roll. Um, and that again is, is a failure on my part, my execution, my uh, planning of what I wanted to accomplish with the roll. 
I, I tend to fall into these moments of just, hey, let's snap a photo and let's see what happens, you know, let's, let's, you know, yeah, I'm knowing how to use the camera and I'm knowing it, I'm, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm not composing right, but I just immediately fall into, oh, let's snap a photo and see what happens, which is going to give you a lot of crappy photos. So that's what I would, I, I ended up doing. I, I planned to go to St. Patrick's Day Parade and just take pictures of the regalia that either people or they tend to have a lot of floats and whatnot. And I wanted to capture those. And, you know, I go to this parade. I've been going to it every year for 20 years. I'm a part of the parade. I march in it. And I should have known that going there is really much more of a a social kind of reunion type of deal. It's a fun thing for me to do with a bunch of old family friends. And I tend to get distracted. And I should have just known that that's what was going to happen. I did it this year. And uh, that's exactly what happened. I get there and I start talking to some old friends. And, hey, how you doing? What's new? How are the kids? And, and next thing you know, I'm sitting there wanting to take some photos but I feel rushed and I'm like oh there's something nice let's take a picture of that didn't really think it through and consequently my my photographs just to me did not look good there's a couple in there that I liked and, and I put them up and you know I'm just overall for me it was a failure because I wasn't happy with them and I knew uh, looking back hindsight tells me I should have executed it completely different and planned it differently which goes back to the other part of the failure the dad advice hey at least you learn something from it so that's where I'm at so I should say that's where I was at with both of those so the good thing here is that I'm uh I've identified these things and now the next question is what do you do about it okay what do you do when you fail what is it pick yourself up dust yourself off start all over again that's pretty much all you can do, especially when you're part of a year-long project and you're trying to accomplish something uh, that stands out and is at least on par with the other fantastic photographers that you're working with. Um, so it really, that's, what, that's really what you do. You sit here and you decide, okay, let's move on. Let's, let's figure out what we can do to make the next role better. And that's true in both cases with the wide pinhole. Hey, what do I need to do better? I need to learn how to use the damn camera in advance of film properly. Then I can work on things like how do I compose for this double wide image and how do I move on uh, to capture some compelling pinhole images. I, I learned an awful lot from that first role. Um, I learned, and it's really a role with many, many pinhole shots. You know, you got to get close. You can get yourself a good compelling shot really close and maybe the distant shots are eh, not that good. Um, so this second roll, I did do a distant shot from my deck, which I almost start every roll that I, that I do these days. From uh, the standing on my deck, taking a picture of the park and the tree behind my house. I've been doing this for years. I've got hundreds of pictures of this park and this tree. It's pretty much its own project. So one of the uh, other things that I did, uh, just a couple shots on my deck, uh, practicing winding it forward, 
I'm using some color film this time and I'm looking forward to seeing what these results will be. I've got one more shot left. Again, none of these are, are things I'm looking to, uh, to get, how shall we say, fantastic compelling images to me this is more or less getting to know this camera and whatnot i've just spotted something here i'm going to take a picture of on that pinhole it will be my last shot and yeah that's what i'm going to do i think I, I think i got it i think i got it i think i know what i'm going to do here so anyways that's the deal with the with the pinhole i always like it just the creativity and the challenging of your thinking so, what I do about my April project. April project is a little bit different because uh, I, I need to change up what I've been doing. I'm doing a, uh, an alternative processing, a cross-processing. I'm developing the color, Fuji Color 200 film in ECN, Eastman Color Negative uh, Chemicals, and I'm doing a bleach bypass. A bleach bypass is... I haven't, I haven't hit the sweet spot on that yet. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it's really weird when you look at these negatives. Um, the, the emulsion side looks orange, kind of dark orangish, you know, like you, you would expect a regular color emulsion to look like. But you flip it over to the back, and it's, it's gray. And you can't really even see through it. And that's what the bleach is not, it's not rinsing out. It's not getting any of that out. So consequently, the, the colors are very muted, very gray. And, and like I said last time, I think I'm going to start approaching this as, as, as if I'm shooting um, black and white film and let the colors do what they do, and as opposed to capturing different colors and, and, and whatnot. I'm going to look more for composition. I'm going to look more for contrast and let the colors kind of fall where they're made. That's the plan going forward. Um, the other thing I'm going to do on this particular role is to really kind of get myself out of my funk that I've been in photographically. And it's been like this for months, if not years. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of these guys that, you know, I see a lot of photographers and they're out doing stuff and they're going here, they're going there. I don't have a lot of opportunities to do that. So I tend to take a lot of pictures of the same stuff. Like I said, I got hundreds of pictures of this tree in my backyard that I've been looking at for 25 years um, it's technically not in my backyard it's in the park behind my house um, you know I, I tend to take a lot of pictures just around my neighborhood and different places where I go to when I ride my bike or get out of town on occasion so since I see a lot of the same things and I photograph a lot of the same things I figured I need to kind of change my view up and so yeah I'm going to go take some photos here of some of the same things I've shot photos of for years, but I decided I'm going to put a close-up filter on my lens just to make it change up the view just a little bit. What have I got on here? It's a Vivitar close-up lens number four. I don't know what that works out to. Plus one, plus two, plus three. They're all a little bit different. They're basically like a, a filter that you would screw onto the end of your lens. It just is a, gives it a bit of a magnifying effect. That's what I decided to do. You know what, let me go up here, kind of get out of my rut of seeing the same things from the same point of view. Let's get really close on a couple things. Let's change things up a little bit. Doesn't have to be dramatic. Change things a little bit. Change that point of view. 
that's what I'm going to do on this next row. I'm going to get out here and shoot a little bit here in the next few minutes here. But, uh, you know, I'm going to get in close on a, on a few things that I normally see every day and that I've shot many times and see how that allows me to see things differently from determining my composition to determining what I want to photograph. That's my plan for right now. As a matter of fact, I said right now, I think uh, I'm going to go do that right now. Hold on just a minute. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. The wind's picking up here. I've kind of switched my direction here. Hopefully it's not uh, bothering you too much. I realize it was bad in the last podcast, and I do apologize for that. Okay, so I've loaded up my Pentax P3N. I did a uh, podcast on that last year sometime uh, with the Fujicolor F200 um, film. Cheapest film I could find on Amazon. Probably still is. You know what? Good, decent film. And 200 ISO is kind of a sweet spot, especially if you're shooting... Um, uh, let's just say that, uh, you know, you're shooting some decent cameras, but you're maybe new, you're not quite sure exactly, you know, what you're dealing with or, or even how ISO works. doesn't make any difference. The 200 ISO is going to allow you to shoot daytime, um, some darker indoors um, times, you know, where you might need a flash or maybe not. It's going to be right on the borderline. If you're using a point-and-shoot or something that has a built-in flash, it's going to really uh, be kind of a sweet spot for you there. You know, you go up to a faster speed like the 400 or 800 even on an ISO. Well, those are really made for, they're going to capture a lot of good outdoor colors. And your indoor um, photography will be a little bit better because you're capturing a little bit more light. Whereas if you drop down to a 100 you're really needing a lot more light to expose something like that properly. But that 200 is kind of a sweet spot, and I would urge you to, to give it a try. I don't care how experienced you are or whatnot. Give the 200 ISO Fuji Color a try. It's, it's a very good film. It's inexpensive or cheap in my case, uh, maybe even frugal, and, and see what you can do with it. I, I think you'll probably be surprised. Um, now then. What was I just now doing? Oh, I was out shooting some film here. Some of these objects in my property that I've shot hundreds of times, it seems like. But like I said, I put this close-up lens on them and decided I would get really close. And so that, that alone for the first few shots was kind of eye-opening because I didn't realize I could get that close. Um, you know, we're talking inches away. So I'll be really interested to see what becomes of the rest of this role. I know what I'm going to do, and again, it's to focus on some of these things I've shot numerous times, but change my point of view and get really close. Um, really, a, a close-up filter. I mean, it seems like nowadays when you buy a, a filter like that, or you know, usually they're thrown in with a camera. Like, you buy a camera, and nowadays, you know, if you buy it online, you, you get half a dozen different filters with them. At least it seems that way. Um, at the very least, uh, you know, you buy filters these days, it seems to me like I bought them by the pound. Um, I have a, a box. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I have a box of filters, too. And uh, I just had to find the correct size in this case to go on the uh, 
Pentax SMC-A lens that this camera has mounted to it. Um, it's a 49 millimeter thread ring, so that's just the, the size of the filter. You know, 49 is fairly common, 52 is more common, and then, you know, just basically they're determined by the, the lens, the end of the lens barrel. So, I threw this on and uh, I just walked around here to some of my common things, one of my frogs, a bird feeder, my, uh, my Irishman, which I'll get into my little Irishman here in a second. Um, and just took a few quick photos just to sort of see where I'm at. I'm kind of losing my light. It's shady out here. So I'm thinking uh, this is probably something that's going to be better suited for uh, later in the week when we get a little bit more sunlight. Um, so that's where we're at. I'm feeling good. And you know what? All it took was a little bit of a change in direction. So if you're feeling kind of funky about what you're doing with your photography, change something up as minute as that. Put a close-up filter on. Put a zoom lens on. Change your film. Change your camera. You don't have to go that drastic, but, you know, that might be what you need. Um, but change something. Change your point of view, I think, is the most important thing. Look at where what you're doing, how you're approaching photography. Are you always standing with a 50-millimeter prime lens and you're 20 feet away? Get closer. Get farther away. Put a different lens on. Something like that. I think that, that just sort of helps you without drastically changing your circumstances, without completely switching up how you approach everything or even changing your gear, you can make one small change and that's all that it takes you to get you to uh, uh, a, a something to shake up your, your routine. And that's really what I feel like I'm doing here. Um, so that's my question I'm gonna pose to you. You know, feel free to hit me up on the Anchor, leave a message um, feature from the Anchor app. You know, everybody, if you haven't started your own podcast yet, you really should and use Anchor. They've got this great little voice message thing. If you're listening to me on the Anchor app or any other app, you can go to Anchor, find the podcast, search, leave me a message. Leave me a voice message, voicemail, whatever you want to call it, and tell me what you do to shake yourself out of your photographic funk. What do you need to do to change your point of view to get you sort of seeing things differently and sort of reinvigorate your interest or your point of view. Let me know what you think. Um, and I'll be happy to listen to it, reply, and heck, maybe even play it on the future podcast. So, let me talk about my Irishman here. We'll just change, you know. And now for something completely different. I have this uh, plywood Irishman. You know, he sort of looks like the Maybe a Notre Dame thing. I'm really not sure. But I do know where it came from. Um, guy that uh, I grew up across the street from. My best friend, his dad, still lives across the street. My best friend, uh, Tom, passed away four or five years ago. And I, I've known his dad my entire life. And his dad is a very, very proud Irishman. And uh, he for years and years made little plywood cutouts and whatnot, signs and you name it, to uh, display in front of your house or wherever you wanted to. You just have a little stake pounded in the ground and there you go. And so Leo made this for my wife and I 15, 20 years ago. 
and uh, it's it's uh, it's getting a little weathered. The paint's starting to chip off of it, but it's still here. The post rotted away out of the ground, and I now have it screwed onto uh, the back of my deck. And uh, really happy, and it always makes me laugh. And it actually is one of my um, test subjects. One of these things I use whenever I get a new roll of film or new type of film. I'm never not quite sure what it is. I'll go out here and stand and take a uh, half dozen pictures of this my little Irish guy waving at me. It's true folk art, trust me folks. It really is. Is is beautiful folk art is what I consider it. Um, and I use it whenever I test film or a camera or just have something, you know, I'm, I'm using up the last couple rolls, the last couple frames on a roll, I'll shoot my Irishman. And Leo gave this to my wife and I. And uh, the other day, Leo took a little tumble He's injured himself and he's in the hospital right now. So, you know, if you're one of those who likes to throw out a prayer or some good juju or whatever it is that you like to do, keep uh, Leo in your thoughts. He's a good guy. He's pushing 90 years old now and uh, still as uh, vibrant and ornery as ever. And uh, I just spoke to him. He was supposed to come to my house today for Easter, but uh, obviously they wouldn't let him out of the hospital for that. And uh, if you... Uh, if you get a chance, hold Leo in your thoughts and prayers. He'd appreciate it. He'd laugh and uh, he'd challenge you to a game of cribbage or something in the future. Anyway, hey, everybody, going to wind it up here. I want to wish everybody, I hope you all had a happy Easter holiday. I'm not like the most uh, religious guy in the world. Really am not. Uh, but Easter's always kind of been like the family reunion holiday for my family anyways. And so it's always one of those where I always look forward to seeing people. Today we had a bunch of people over at our house and it was wonderful. That's what I always appreciate about it. Um, so anyway, everybody, I want you all to uh, get out there, change your point of view up, change some things around, see what it's going to take to, to sort of do something a little bit different. It doesn't have to be drastically different. You know, one degree change of your perspective or point of view is drastic and, and I would tell you to, to search that out let me know if you've got your thoughts hit me up on the voicemail portion of the anchor app or you can send me a tweet a box of cameras on Twitter you can find me at uh, Flickr box of cameras or actually no I'm Flickr I'm Matt Melcher eh, figure it out um <laughs> And lastly, uh, Instagram, box underscore of underscore cameras. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. And uh, everybody, just get out there, enjoy each other's company. And hey, let's, let's change things up a little bit. Have a great day. Bye.